Blog Talk Radio. Brother Prater, uh, you can see everything 
Before we get started, just in case for those who may be able to uh, see the video version, um, I had to make some changes. Uh, so just in case, um, if my audio is too loud, if y'all can, just maybe just come and say, turn down your volume or something. I'm, I'm trying to watch the meter to see if it's going beyond, if it's going to the red. But um, so right now, just in case, see <clears throat> me. Make sure I'm able to be heard uh, clearly for those who may watch the video. And I know those that listen online, you're able to hear me uh, pretty good. So thank you all for y'all um, support. I'm very excited to be here on today. Um, this is the third Sunday. Is it the third or second? Third Sunday. The third Sunday in uh, February. And this has been a very eventful uh, week. We celebrated Valentine's Day and also a little special acknowledgement. Uh, had a, someone uh, birthday this week on the 18th. Uh, I don't know if um, I don't want to put this person on blast. So I say happy birthday, 18th of February. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, so very, very great, uh, person. Um, first of all, just wanted to share y'all, uh, this week I was on vacation or staycation, you would you want to call it. <clears throat> and, uh, I just began to really just kind of look at some things, got a chance to do some things. I was a little bit busier than I anticipated, but, um, during the process of me being able to be off and get a chance to uh, do some things that I, that I needed to do, do some, uh, um, like I said, those that know me, I love to analyze things. And um, and this is me. <clears throat> you know, if you think about it, whenever we get ready to go to work or go get out the house, we always are supposed to look in the mirror, make sure that everything is up to par. Matter of fact, um, my sister and I, since we were small, my sister and I uh, used to have this thing that we would always kind of help each other out just in case we need to do some changing. Um, I need to put her in place, uh, maybe change clothes. Maybe it's not really matching your colors, not matching the way it's supposed to. <clears throat> but it's one thing that uh, we also always say, you know, we would always ask each other, you know, is my nose clean? <laughs> Before we go out in public, is my nose clean? She asked me, I asked her. So pretty soon, uh, since we'll be out in public, to make sure that we had our own little code, just in case someone may be around, our our code was, you're N, not C. You're N, nose, not C, clean. Your end not see, so we would say it real fast, so that way nobody catched on to it. So your end not see, your end not see. So I said that because that was a time that we either look in the mirror or be able to have a reflection upon ourselves to make sure that we were presentable and also to make sure that we were on point and just make sure that we were best representing ourselves, our family, but most importantly, God. And so with that being said, uh, that me being on vacation was pretty much the genesis 
of what we're going to talk about today, today's topic. Today's topic is entitled, Press the Reset Button. Press the Reset Button. <clears throat> a lot of times we do things in life, and sometimes when we really just kind of just take a step back, we can be able to really just see and observe some things that may need to be corrected. Or sometimes you might be dealing with something, and because you're so close to the situation, sometimes it's hard for you to see the forest from the trees. Sometimes it's hard for you to be able to really just pinpoint what's going on with the problem, whatever. So um, when I was thinking, I think I think the uh, the topic came to me, might have been last night or yesterday, I can't remember. But when I began to look at it, I'm like, hmm. It makes sense. It makes sense. Because my thing, what we, what we always uh, talk about, in whatever situation that you deal with, always seek God, but also see God. Seek God and see God pertaining to whatever you're dealing with in your life. And be able to see how he will handle things. Because a lot of times, I ain't going to lie to you. It's just me. This is me telling off for myself. Maybe no one may be dealing with this. But I know a lot of times when I'm dealing with something or thinking about something, it's so easy for me to allow my emotions to get involved. And that doesn't mean, I'll put it like this, if your, if your emotions get involved, it can be a good thing. But when it's um, out of control, when it's in overdrive or overload, it can be a damaging thing. It can be a bad thing. <clears throat> And sometimes when we have our uh, feelings involved, the good part about it is, number one, you care, you're passionate about that particular thing or subject or even a person. But making sure that, number one, even with your emotions involved, make sure that God is in control, not just for your emotions, but also even him being allowed in that situation. And so as I begin to really just think about this week um one of the things with me i love to be able to reflect for example if i'm doing something in today it's going to come back to me later that night when i'm laying down and reflecting on today's events think about and i'm the main one those that know me i am a perfectionist (laughs) but I want to make sure that I did things not just the right way, but God's way. And this is not to make it about me, but for us to be able to just look at it and for us to be able to just observe our own actions, because my belief is I love to make sure that people see, even those that are behind the pulpit, those that are in ministry, those that have titles, the main thing we have to think about, these are ordinary people. We're people. You may see a person behind a pulpit, but that may still be a father, a son, a mother, a niece, whoever. We are human beings, and that doesn't mean or even give us the excuse or the license to sin. No, we're human beings. God is concerned about us, and we all go through things. And just because you go through things, that doesn't mean that you sin. Matter of fact, even our Sunday school lesson this morning, 
um, it was talking about how Job was going through things and his friends were accusing him because he was going through so much. He must have sinned. He must have did something wrong. But just because as a believer, you're dealing with something does not mean that you're sinning or does not mean that you did anything wrong. Sometimes, get this, sometimes in life, things happen. Things happen. It could be you just driving down the road, and next thing you know, bam, somebody running to you. Does that mean God's trying to get your attention? Does that mean that God's trying to punish it? No. Sometimes it's not, it's not your carelessness. Sometimes it can be the carelessness of someone else. Like I said, sometimes things happen, but in those things that happen to us, ask God to help us to make the best of it. That makes sense? <clears throat> so with that, being able to hit the reset button, in other words, being able to just kind of just take a pause. One of the things I believe, and this really has not just helped me, but even opened up my eyes. In life, we always need to be in an area we can always pray. Us, we as human beings should never be too busy for us not to be able to even just take a time or take the moment to pray and talk to God. I'm using the word prayer, but just look at us being able to just talk to God. Whenever there's something that's going on, we should be able to consult God. Now, one of the things I'm a firm believer in is not just telling us what we need to do, but I believe in this this day and time, we need to be able to just tell people and show people how it's done. You know, like I said, we can easily tell somebody to give it to God, but for us, we need to start telling people and teaching people how to give it to God. You know, I begin to think about, matter of fact, I was sharing with someone um, some years ago when I had uh, lost my sister. That night, one of the things that God began to deal with me on was, okay, they see Brother Prater. They see the guy on social media. They see the guy that's always telling people who God is. They always hear or see Brother Prater telling people what God can do. Trust God, all these things. But now I'm in a situation that I no longer tell them to show them what to do. I have to show them, not just tell them we need to give it to God, not just tell them that God is a keeper, but show them, which means that what I'm dealing with, this is being a testimony. That doesn't mean that they feel good. But what we have to do is understand sometimes we have to accept the teaching that came from our own mouth. Sometimes what we have to do is understand the track record of what we told people about our Savior. So for us to be able to think about what we've told others, now we have to digest those same words that we have given others. Now we need to digest it for our own self. Does it mean that you're sinning? No. Does that mean that God is whooping you? No. Matter of fact, I've even had some, especially when the virus came out, uh, the coronavirus came out. You know, some people thought, hey, you know, you got to, oh, you finna die. Oh, God is sentencing you. Well, guess what? The God I serve, look here, 
God knows me. It don't take people beating me over the head. I'm saying like this. It doesn't take God beating me over the head to get my attention. That's one thing about me. It takes one time somebody to tell me something. If I don't care if it was my mother, my father, or even God himself. If he tell me, hey, you better not do Look here. I've always been the one. Okay. <laughs> they know me. Even growing up, I'll be the first one to repent. I'll be the first one to, hey, yeah, I did this. Or, hey, he did. I, would I snitch? Would I tell him? Tell? Yes, I would. Why? Because I always wanted to make sure that I was blameless. And if I was wrong, on up to it. And so we have to look at it from a spiritual standpoint. Understand. Excuse me. Understand, God wants us to be able to be the place where we can be able to hear Him and respond in obedience or respond in repentance. Now, now I, I do want to say while I'm thinking about it, <clears throat> just in case me clearing my throat, I apologize. And you know what? I even have to repent about this. I have not been using the native pot and cleaning my sinus and everything. I have done it in a couple of days. So that's why I sound kind of nasally. So number one, I apologize. And number two, when I get up, I'm going to start back doing it. That's something I should have done. So this, look here, me being live, I have to tell you, I have to repent about that. So with that being said, what we have to do is look at, even when it came down for us being able to look at what we're dealing with, sometimes God wants us to, like I said, be able to just take a step back and allow him to come in to either fix the problem or to illuminate our spiritual senses to see what the problem is. See, a lot of times what happens, a lot of times we assume that there may be a particular problem that may be because of this, but in fact, it may be something else. See, matter of fact, good I'll give this analogy. If somebody end up coughing and sneezing, the first thing we'll assume is that they're sick. They must be catching a cold. Other hand, what if, if we rewind the tape back, what happened before they came into the room? What happened if they were in a room full of mace, somebody's friend mace, and then what happened Somebody spraying mace in that room, and they walked in, they stayed in there, and then all of a sudden they come out. And we see them coughing and sneezing. And the first thing we'll do, like I said, we'll assume, oh, that person must be sick. Oh, that person must have got the virus. And how, how bad, how off, how wrong we would be because we didn't see the whole thing. We didn't get to or even ask questions and investigate. Because to be honest with you, if they're coughing and sneezing and then we get close to them, we'd probably be able to smell the residue of the mace that was sprayed in the room that they just left out of. So what happened a lot of times, like I said, we end up jumping to conclusions. Like I say, we have to stop, if you want to say, assuming or also get this. We spiritually misdiagnose people situations. <clears throat> we spiritually misdiagnose 
because a lot of times, because what we see from the very beginning, we automatically assume because a lot of times the pattern that we have seen with the same symptom that has been displayed through them, we've seen that in previous encounters. And we assume because this because they match what happened in the past with this person and that person and that person and that person, we will automatically assume that it was the same thing that transpired based on our experience. And what happened a lot of a lot of time we can allow our experiences to derail us from God's discernment that He's trying to give us. So that's why even in the Bible, it tells us, judge ye not unless ye be judged. What does that mean? Some people, oh, that means, oh, only God can judge me. That don't mean anything like that. That verse simply means don't assume, which we do. We'll easily assume why sometimes because of previous experience previous experience or sometimes is because our lack or our um, lack of love or lack of like because we don't like that person we don't but just keep it real sometimes we hate that person sometimes we don't trust that person and sometimes because of our feelings towards them we'll automatically make a bad or a negative assessment so what does God want us to do sometimes God wants us to sit down I'm going to say it like this like playing a sport sometimes God wants us to get look sit on the bench have a seat sometimes God wants us to be able to just take a chill pill sometimes shut up shut up listen let me tell you something let me show you something. And to be honest with you, if we be aware with it, a lot of times, many of us do that. And we say, love the Lord, fill with the Holy Ghost and that with fire, all that stuff. But one of the things I was sharing with somebody, what we have to realize, we're not doubting your salvation. Listen, we're not doubting your salvation. We're not even talking about your salvation. But what we talk about, we talk about your maturity. See, when a person is saved, that's good. We we expect for them to line up or even uh, be mature, be ethical, be moral. But a lot of times, it's not the case. That's why a lot of times what happens? Sometimes we have given our trust to people who were not mature enough to be responsible for it, or they have not earned it. But because we listen to them and because they say, oh, yeah, well, yeah, I'm saved, I go to church, or, you know, I do this, do that, all of a sudden, what happens? We automatically give them the right hand of fellowship and give them our trust. Is that their fault? No. It's our fault. So that's why God wants us to be able to just sit back and press the reset button for us to be able to really just First of all, like I said, allow him to come in, but also for us to keep ourselves under control. Now, when I think about pressing the reset button, 
what happened when we press the reset button, we go back to the manufacturer's, uh, how, it, how it was when it came from the manufacturer, the manufacturer's setting. So when you think about it, when we press the reset button, we go back to its uh, original, the way that the manufacturer set it, and so we that are dealing with the manufacturer, which is God Almighty, not only we allow him to come in, but we allowing him to fix it the way that it originally was. Now we talk about first of all, we're not talking about the other person. When it pertains to people, we're not talking about fixing it because the thing is, God is not gonna go against somebody's will. Now, we talk about yourself. Like I say, you can't control somebody. The only person you can control is yourself. I don't care how you may love a person. I don't care how you may even whoop them. I don't care how you pray for them. Even when you pray for people you may have a conflict with, that prayer is not generally for them. That prayer is for you. Why is that? That prayer is for you to ask God to help you even if they don't obey or change or listen to him. See, God wants you to be at peace. And so if God wants you to be at peace, the only person that can control your peace is you. Get this. The devil may try to tempt you to walk out of your peace, but he's not going to make you. Only you have control to walk out of your peace or stay in peace. Even God himself, God will offer you to remain in peace, but he's not going to make you. That's one thing we have to re- remember. God not going to make us do anything. If he make us do something, then he's going against his word. Because why? We are free moral agents. You know, so that's something we got to think about. Matter of fact, I'm going I'm to I'm go ahead and throw this out there because uh, I was in a conversation um this week, I was in a conversation with someone this week, and a um, real good brother of mine had fun. You know, we ministers, and we always converse. And one of the things that uh, I was sharing, because a lot of time people always think God going to make us do something. God going to make us do something, you know. And I heard somebody um, say, well, you know what, um, God, I want you to, uh, I-, I want you to, Help me to do this. Okay, that's fine. Then God will help us if we want help. See, God will offer us, but He not gonna make us. That's the reason why we have to think about when we look at God's word. We have to look at it all is based upon your will. In other words, your choice. God will give you the option. God will give you the option. God will not even make you choose something. What he would do, he would give you and display what your choices are, but also what, what he'll do if you really listen to him, he would give you the benefits or the consequences. He would tell you the benefits or the consequences based upon the choices that you make. So understand. God will give you the choice. 
the choice is yours, but what we have to do is seek God and asking him to help us to be able to make the wise choice and for us to be able to recognize what's sent by him or was made by man. See, the things that are of God or the things that God authorized, it has his peace. The things that we accept or the things that we do, if there's no peace, then it didn't come from God. And I'm not just talking about the world's peace. We're talking about God's peace. If it's not God's peace, then it's not God authorized. Understand, if it's not God's peace and God is not God authorized, then that means that it wasn't God's assignment for us. So understand, as believers, God wants us to be able to look at the spiritual tags on whatever we do or whoever we encounter. Because sometimes we end up crossing over to an assignment that God didn't authorize. Now, that's why it's so important for us to pray. And I, matter of fact, my favorite scripture, my favorite scripture, to some people it may not be a big deal, but my favorite scripture I always look at Mark 9 and 29. But some things come by prayer and fasting. That verse means a whole lot to me because I always see that. And that verse, if you look at it in different translations, a lot of time it just it just says, but some things come by prayer. And then when you look at the fine print, it may have an, um, I think it's called a, a not analysis, but a, like a little dash or whatever like that. And then uh, it may say the word omitted is fasting. But I like to see it where what it really means because there are some things require fasting to open up your spiritual senses, but also fasting, it actually speed up answers. It actually shows God this sincerity within your heart. It shows God that you mean business because a lot of time what happens, a lot of time we move by our flesh or our emotion. We are emotionally driven instead of spirit driven. And so what happens when we fast, turn the switch. Matter of fact, I do this. We turn the switch from on, excuse me, we switch from off to on, from off to on. When you turn the switch on, then you get things done that you didn't have done when it was off. So when we fast, we are moving, or we're denying our flesh. We're suppressing our flesh to wake up our spirit. We're waking up our spirit for us to be able to see within our spiritual senses. And then also we can be able to have our spiritual ears clean and the spiritual wax taken out for us to be able to really hear from God. Also, it's showing God that you mean business. Hey, look here, God. I'm fa- I, I need, you know, you telling God, I need to hear from you. Not that I want to hear from you. I need to hear from you. And I want to hear from you. Because to be honest with you, if you look at it, everybody needs to hear from God. But not everybody want to hear from God. 
So you're telling God you need to hear from him and you want to hear from him. You, you, you're desiring to hear from him. And so that's, that's something that it should help us to be able to be aware that some things come by prayer and fasting. And like I said, for us to be able to recognize See, when we fast and pray, we're saying, Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So in other words, you, you're asking God to line up earth with heavenly, <clears throat> in the heavenly realm. We ask God to open up the portals and allow him to reign and rule in our life on earth as he ruled up there in heaven. So. When we begin to really just sit back, sometimes it takes us to sit down. Sometimes you'd be surprised how tired we are until we sit down. Sometimes we have been on the move. Sometimes we have been so busy. Sometimes we have been so preoccupied. Sometimes we have been so distracted, and God wants us to take a seat and press the reset button. Sometimes God wants us to be able to just sit down and really just think about, you know what, think about what you just said. Think about what you just done. Think about it. See, a lot of times we'll do things without thinking. We'll say things without thinking. And sometimes it takes us being able to sit down in order for us to evaluate. Sometimes be able to look at things closer. For us to be able to see things, it's sometimes from a distance because when we're so close, we may miss things. But so what happened, just like um, I saw, a lot of times I see football, and sometimes when I see the football game, the coach, first of all, the players, they have one view. They have one perspective. But then when you look at the coach, you look at the coaches, look, they're on the side. They're able to see. They're able to see a wider range from what the players may be able to see because the players are involved. And so the coaches can be able to observe from a distance. But understand, the coaches also get instructed or get instructions from those that are up there in the box. It's called the those that are in the box that's up there, they have a, a wider view because they're able to see the whole field. See, the players on the field are able to see the players. But then the coaches are able to see this on the side. The coaches are able to see the team on the field. But then those that are up there in the box, they're able to see the whole field as well as even the audience. So what happened a lot of times when we kind of step back, we can be able to see and we can be able to hear. We be able to get some instructions from God. And so with that, you know, me being able to be on vacation, I got to go back to work tomorrow. <laughs> but for me to be able to be on vacation, it ministered to me because it made me see some things. And matter of fact, I, I, I'll just share with you all this. I had an account that I end up um I was able to revisit a mistake that I made back in ninety four. 
them did something, and I'll put it like this. It wasn't harmful or whatever, but this is me. I'm a perfectionist. Like I said, I, I know that. I know that. Sometimes you could be your own worst critic. And to some people, it might not be a big deal, but I know me. I know me, and, and I thank God that God has given me a sense of awareness and conviction. Like I said, if I do something one time, I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, I'll be broken. You know, I'll repent or whatever. That's me. And so there was something that I was reminded of uh, in 94. And I was like, wow, man. You know, and so what happened, God allowed me to be able to correct it. It seemed like it would just, you know, some people, uh, they would have brushed it under the rug, no big deal, whatever. But I was talking to God, and God allowed me to be able to correct. I'm like, oh, yes. Lord, thank you. Thank you. And so for me to be able to look back, it really helped me. It, it was very therapeutic for me because for you to be able to make a mistake and correct it, you're like, wow. You know, there was no one else involved. There was no other harm or whatever. But I know me, for me to be able to, the ultimate thing I want to do in my life is please God. The ultimate life, the ultimate thing that we need to do in our life is to please God and obey him. And so for me to be able to do that, it was, it was like making daddy proud. It was, it was like, wow. So with that, the only way that those things can happen if we consult God and do things his way. And like I said, sometimes it requires you to have that time alone. Sometimes I don't mean shut down as far as uh, shutting, shutting everybody out, out of depression or anything like that. And especially if you need to do something, hey, you know, it's just like me having my son and, you know, if he called me, you know, I'm going to answer the phone. You know, I always tell people, uh, you know, especially him, and this is the thing I always told him. <clears throat> I don't care how busy I am now. If I'm at work, if I'm doing something, if I can't talk, I'll let you know, and I'll call you right back or whatever like that. But other than that, I don't care if I'm asleep. If you want to call your daddy, you need to call your daddy. You don't have to have a problem to contact your daddy. No. Or I just say parent, because it could be mother or father. You you know, hopefully, hopefully, if you're a parent, hopefully your kids know that they can contact you at all times, at any time. So, like I said, I would just use myself for an example because there may be some parents that say, you better not call me there at 2 o'clock in the morning. Hey, to each his own. That's why I use myself for an example in a lot of occasions because sometimes some people, I don't know how y'all relationship is, but I just said. I just keep on using my example for myself. But I told my son, hey, look, I don't care how busy I am. I don't care if I'm asleep. If you want to call me, you're welcome to call me. I don't care if you just want to call me just to answer the phone and bark. I don't care. You have the right hand of fellowship or contact me at any time. You think about it. That's the same thing God tells us. But unfortunately, we don't utilize that benefit. Sometimes we take it upon ourselves to do things and avoid talking to him. We'll go to God last instead of going to him first. <laughs> it sounds so backwards. You think about it. God knows more than we do. 
God is unlimited. We're limited. God is powerful, but we're powerless. But we always try to take it upon ourselves. And I'm not just talking to you. I'm not, I'm not look, I'm, matter of fact, I'm going to use my fingers so that way y'all can be able to. I'm not just talking to you. I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to me too. It's easy for us to, it's easy for us to try to do things because a lot of times we feel like either God doesn't care or God not concerned. But understand, God is concerned about every aspect pertaining to our life. Every aspect. Every aspect pertaining to our life. But one of the things I always say, God going to give us a choice. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, um, um, I just, I'm just going to say it. Um, and the choice that God give us, like I said, he give us the benefits and the consequences, and he want us to understand, he want us to consult him about everything. Like I always say, God will, God will allow us, God will give us the choice, but like I said, he's not going to make us. God can, God can do things. But sometimes God won't do things. That doesn't mean that God can't do things. God can do everything, but God won't do everything. That makes sense. God can do all things, but there are some things he won't do. He won't do all things. Why is that? Because he want to make sure that we understand that we have a choice. Even as to say, even like we're dating, God not gonna tell you who to choose, but He'll tell you and teach you how to choose. Let me say that again. God not gonna tell you who to choose, who to date, who to marry. God not gonna tell you. He won't make you, but He'll show you, tell you, and teach you how to choose. See, think about this. <clears throat> Marriage is important, dating is important, but what's more important, dating or salvation? Dating or your soul? <laughs> Look, your your heart or your soul? <laughs> Think about this. Your soul, salvation is more important than dating. Salvation is more important than dating. So even with salvation, our soul being saved, will he make us be saved? No, he give us a choice. He give us a choice. Do we want to be saved? Do we want to accept him as Lord and Savior in our life or not accept him? So you think about it. If he won't make us accept him as Lord and Savior, if he's not going to make us pertaining to salvation, do you think he'll make us pertaining to marriage or dating? No. So understand Salvation is important, but God gonna always give us a choice. God wanted because we're free will. God wants us to accept Him willingly on our own accord. But God don't want us to feel like we pistol over our head. So with that, God wants us to be able to consult Him and hear Him, the benefits and the consequences of our choices. And so with that pertaining to life pertaining to even just the problems that we deal with in our everyday life. God wanted to be able to sit back and consult him. Think about this. When was the last time we actually had a conversation with God 
and not bring up a problem. You think about it. You, you think about you can be a parent. You can be a spouse. Imagine you being a parent or you being a spouse. And every time you come home, they always tell you about a problem. And it's always, it's always a problem. Every time you come up, I mean, the first thing, not no, hey, baby, how you doing? Uh, hi, mama. Hi, daddy. No, as soon as you open up the door, they run into you to the door with a problem. <clears throat> you think about it. Pretty soon, you as a spouse or you as a parent, you're like, can I come in the house first? Can I put my, da- can I put my stuff down first? Can I hear a, I'm glad you're home? Can I hear that first? You know? So with that, what about our relationship with God? For us to be able to just talk to him, not because something's wrong, but because he's right. He's all right. Not because, well, you know, you know I, I got things going on, but just to say, you know what, I appreciate you. I'm coming by here. Matter of fact, think about this. Y'all know y'all got some people, the only time they want something the only time they call you when they want something. You know, y'all got some people, every time you look on the call ID, you see their name, you're like, oh, my boy. They want something. That's the only time they'll reach out to you. Well, you think about that. If you don't want them to be contacting you when they want something, how about just call you when they don't want anything? How about just call you, just check on you? What if God felt the same way about our relationship with him? Something to think about, huh? Like I said, look here. Everything I'm sharing with y'all, look here. I'm taking mental notes also. So as a minister, I tell people, when God give us something, don't feel like uh, you always talking about us. No, sometimes God may use the opportunity to talk to me or to talk to us as ministers. You know, because, like I said, we are human beings too. You know, it's easy for ministers to minister to others. But sometimes ministers need ministering too. Well, actually, I'm going to say like this. All of us are ministers, and we all need ministering sometimes because, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and I'll be the first one to say it. People just don't know. If it wasn't for the grace of God, shoot. Some of us as ministers, some of us, we'd be in prison. Some of us be in the mental institution. Some of us, we sitting on a curb playing with our feet, <laughs> you know. So if it wasn't for the grace of God, you know, God sustaining us, helping us in whatever that we deal with, shoot, people just don't know. People don't know the the safety and the benefit that we have of 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 our Savior being interested and in being involved in our life. People just don't know. So with that, being able to just Sit back because, to be honest with you, a lot of times you'd be surprised. We be so busy. Sometimes it takes a toll on our mind. It takes a toll on our heart. It takes a toll on our physical body. It takes a toll on our physical body, emotional body, and our spiritual body. Sometimes we're so distracted we don't hear from God. Sometimes we're so distracted that sometimes you know, like, and this is me. I'll tell it for myself. When I was a kid, 
I used to be afraid of the dark. I did not like to sleep in the dark. And especially when uh, I had my own room, you know, uh, uh, I think I was 12 or 13, somewhere around there. When I had my own room, I was used to, you know, sleep in the same room with my sister as a kid. And then when she became a teenager, my parents put me into a room with my older brothers. And then when they graduated and they left out, now I got the room by myself. And I'm up here just looking, and it'd be pitch dark. And I'll be looking in the closet, and I may see a sweater that have, like, dots and, you know, colors and stuff. And they say, no, I'm up here looking at it, and my imagination started making me see that the colors are moving. Now they turn to eyes, and now they turn to faces. And instead of me running and screaming and running out the room, I put the covers over my head. <laughs> so your imagination can go crazy. Your imagination make you start perceiving things that ain't even there sometimes make you hear things that you didn't hear. So when God wanted to be able to just sit back, you'd be surprised. He's doing it for your benefit because what happened a lot of time, we'll conjure up. Sometimes we conjure up problems. Some people will some people will conjure up problems. Some people will conjure up, you know, things, and it ain't even the case. You know, Oh, why is she looking at me? Uh, I knew she. I knew she had a problem with me. See, she don't never say anything, and that that person probably ain't even thinking about you. That person, and I, I know I'm guilty of this right here. <clears throat> Sometimes I could be somewhere, and God may be showing me a vision or something, and I'm up here just looking. And looking, and sometimes somebody, somebody might be thinking, I'm looking at them. I'm not even looking at them. I'm looking at what God is showing me. So you just never know. And, you know, sometimes, matter of fact, and I know me, sometimes when I'm at certain, I try to go to the same places. So that way people know me. So that way, you know, if they see me, you know, doing this, I'm up here. You know, matter of fact, I did have somebody, I'll say this, I had somebody early today, you know, I said I don't have a poker face, and they were like, uh-huh. Yeah, I know I don't have a poker face. If I see something, or if it's something that ain't right, I'll be like, you know, you can see it on my face. <laughs> so, you know, that's I guess that's something I'm cool with. But, long story short, for us to be able to really just keep things, keep things into God's perspective for us to be able to really hear because, like I said, a lot of times we we get deceived by our own emotions. We get deceived by what we perceive. You understand? Sometimes what you see may not be exactly what it is. That's why they don't say it is what it is, but sometimes it ain't what it is. Sometimes you may see something false. I guarantee you. Matter of fact, um, since I don't eat seafood, well, I can't eat seafood. I have something called fishless fillets. And it's made in, uh, it's made with beer batter for those who cook. It's made with beer batter. So if you get that and put it right beside real fish, if you taste it, it tastes just like it. But the texture, you can tell that it's not real meat. But when you look at it and it, if you look at it unbitten, 
if you put it side by side by another filet that's made exactly like that, the appearance of it, it looks like it's the same thing. But in order for you to be able to determine which is which, you have to bite into it. Not just cut it, but bite into it because you'll be able to tell based upon the texture. So with that being said, God wants us to be able to sit back and for us to be able to examine spiritually or discern what's on the inside. Matter of fact, um, the Tootsie Roll Pop, growing up, uh, there was a commercial of the Tootsie Roll Pop, and there was an aisle that would say, how many licks would it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll, pop, uh, Tootsie Roll uh, Lollipop? So he say one, two, three, he'll bite into it. But see, a lot of times what we do, we look at the outside, but God wants to examine the inside. Because if you get two apples, one is pretty. The other one, it looks like it's pretty, but it may have a worm inside. So God wants us to be able to have the spirit of discernment to recognize what's on the inside because fruit will rot. A lot of times from the inside. Hmm. I'm going to have to write that one down and, re- and look here, take that to my own self. And so when it comes down to examining on the inside, it also exposes what's in a person's heart. Because only God knows a person's heart. But get this, God knows a person's heart, and a lot of times he try to reveal to us what's in a person's heart. That's why God brings those red flags, red flags, red flags. Uh, he tried to bring those red flags. Matter of fact, I got some over here. Um, let me see if I can reach it. Uh, he tried to bring those red flags to us for us to be to be aware of what. Right here, red flag, red flag, right here. I know this is a red envelope, the same thing. Red flags. God tried to show us the red flags because those red flags indicate that there are some things unlike him on the inside of that person or that situation. Have you noticed anytime you see a red flag into, let's say, a person, anytime you see a red flag about a person, times is something that we will easily miss about a person. But because you were able to take your time and see and discern what happened, a lot of times you get this uneasy feeling. Sometimes God will even allow a situation to occur to expose what's on the inside of a person. It could be that person's intent. It could be that person's attitude. It could be that person's belief whatever it is, but God is exposing what's on the inside. So with that, the only way you can be able to recognize and accept it is you being able to just allow God to reveal, and you know what? Accept it and govern yourself accordingly. I'm going to say this. God never reveals a red flag for you to just stay there and do nothing. I'm going to get ready to go into about a relationship. God never intend for you to see a red flag and for you to try to stay there to fix the red flag. 
to convert the red flag from a red flag to a green flag. That's not your assignment. Understand that red flag is for you to run. Have you ever seen have you ever seen a fire alarm go off? When a fire alarm goes off, what do we do? You as a civilian supposed to run, take cover outside of the premises, not within the premises. Understand when when a fire alarm goes off, you have to exit to allow the professionals to come in and treat because they studied that field. That's their profession. Understand they've got the training and they went to school and that's their job to take care of what's causing the alarm to go off. But what do we do? We just unprofessional, unqualified, unskilled, and unknowledgeable of that alarm. We'll try to fix it with no equipment. Think about it. Not only try to fix it with no equipment, but God didn't even issue an equipment for you to fix it. So understand, if God didn't issue equipment for you to fix it, then why are you trying to fix it? Excuse me. Why are you trying to fix them? Why are you trying to fix them and God didn't give you the tools to fix them? You know why? Because you can't fix them. God never intended for you to fix them. What does that mean? God is the only one that can fix people. But if that person don't want God assets to come into them, what is God going to do? Nothing. Because he he's not going to go against his will. So if God is not going to make them change or accept them, what makes you think your efforts will? And so even with that, let's just say they change or want to change because of you, not because of God. So that means now they put you in the place of God. In other words, there's going to be some expectations of you doing God's attributes, and you can't do it. So now you're going to have two frustrated people within a relationship because they're going to be frustrated because you can't move like God. You can't do God's act. And then you're going to be frustrated because you're stepping outside of your field because you can't, you can't match up to what God can do. So now they're frustrated at you and you frustrated at yourself. You frustrated with them and you frustrated with yourself. So I had to just throw that out there. So, so with that, being able to just take a step back and ask God to help us to see the unseen. Help us to have the spirit of discernment of things. And one of the things I'm a firm believer in, I got this from my daddy. Uh-oh. Be a note taker at all times. Take note. Write it down. When you look at the Bible, if you look at the Bible, the Bible is a great, it's not just a historical facts. I didn't say fiction, facts. But also, there are a lot of nuggets that people have gone through things and they have wrote down their struggles. They have wrote down their mistakes and for us to learn from them. 
One of the things that my dad has said as a kid, and I'll, I'll take this to my grave. My dad has said a wise man learned from his mistakes, but a wise man learned from somebody else's mistakes. So how about we learn from people's mistakes so we won't make the same mistakes? Because if you think about it right now, matter of fact, my godfather, I see he's online. My, my godfather has said this, and it really makes sense, but now mistakes are costly. You know, matter of fact, uh, a couple years ago, I was uh, – I went back to work after I had surgery on my shoulder. And then I was walking, and I was about to slip. And this inmate came and grabbed me to prevent me from falling. And I've known him for a while, and he said, hey, pray to be careful. We don't heal too fast no more. <laughs> and he was true. He was right. You know, you know, we getting older, and our bones, and not just, you know, because of age, sometimes because the activities that we used to do as a kid, we don't do the same activities. So now, when we used to uh, uh, do the monkey balls and jump, be in shape, all that stuff, we don't do those things like we did when we were kids. So it's not because, oh, you're old. Know, no, you're not as active as you were. So don't blame everything on age. Blame some things on lack of activity. With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of put a pause on this right quick. I'm going to get ready to uh, go to the phone line and um, hoping that there was something that was said to really help us because, number one, this was a learning experience for me this week. And uh, I, I love learning. I love learning. And the main thing that I was looking at was, you know, just asking God to show himself and reveal himself in every every I, I love I love my time with God. I love my communication with God. Um matter of fact, even when I get my gas, when I put gas in my car, hey, this is not my vehicle. I was thinking about the other day. If somebody came and egged my car or slashed my tires, whatever like that, I'd be upset, yeah. But to be honest with you, I'd be more upset because number one, the person deprive me of transportation but on the other hand that's not my car <laughs> you know that's not my car that's god's car now god will supply my needs he'll give me a means to you know get from point a to point b but that ain't my car <laughs> you know it is funny for someone to try to do damage to your property and kind of find out they're the wrong house it's funny you know, you you know, we've seen things on videos and sometimes on TV, you know, even cartoons. You know, they went to the wrong house, and then next thing you know, matter of fact, uh, I was watching, uh, years ago, I was watching Froghorn Leghorn, that rooster, that rooster, and he was dealing with, I think it was Butch, the dog Butch. And one thing led to another, he was trying to trick the chicken hawk, and the chicken hawk wanted the chicken you know, frog horn, leg horn. And so what he did, he went on trying to have that uh, uh, chicken hawk to see that dog and say, hey, you see that? That said D-O-G, that's chicken, <laughs> you know. So he was trying to route him to the wrong address. But in fact, that chicken hawk was at the right address. But he was trying to derail him. But same thing pertaining to how people may try to do things 
against you, towards you, or even, like I said, your own property. My thing is, everything I own belongs to God. But it's my responsibility to be obedient and listen to God's voice and God's leading and also red flags. So that way, when we're obedient to God and things happen, then it's God's responsibility to handle it. Also, when we obedient to God, it keeps the warranty, it keeps the spiritual warranty of things active. It keeps the insurance policy updated. One of the things we always tell people is a proven fact. When you start allowing your insurance to relapse, most of the time that's when accidents happen. They say two times accidents happen. Accidents happen when you uninsured and accidents happen when you're close to home. You see, a lot of times we're close to home and we get laxed. See, we don't we don't end the way we started. We don't end the way we begin. So what happened, we get rid of our guards down. But if we start taking a reset button and ask God to help us to be consistent, obedient, then we can be able to see God move in our life the way that he desires. Not just the way we desire, but how he desires. Because, number one, his desires will be our desires. But also, his timing will give us the patience to wait for change to come. Because a lot of times I found out things can happen, and a lot of times when things happen, it's an opportunity for growth, spiritual growth, as well as witness, a testimony. So, I'm going to stop right there. We're going to get ready to go to the phone lines. I'm going to let them come in right here. Welcome to Rick Name My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you, sir? Doing good. Doing good. I mean, thank you. Yeah, doing good. Doing good. Just wanted to get you on. If you like to say anything, you're welcome to it this time. Oh. Yeah, sure. No, I just... Uh... This is a wonderful subject. Uh, like always, you uh, you know bring uh, a lot of great information, um, and this is one that is well needed and can defeat a lot of things that we're going through, as far as stress, anxiety, anger, all those different things that we go through. If we just take time to reset, and you know God has put in place for us that time. And you were so eloquent in, in speaking about it, and, and it's called the Sabbath. <laughs> I won't go into when we need to take our Sabbath and different things. I'll leave that to y'all ministers, and I'll let y'all do that. But, um, you know, I took it to heart about the Sabbath, and um, since I did that, I've, I've been able to defeat a lot of things by just taking time to commune with God in prayer you know, in fellowship with God, you know, alone. And it's just been great. And so that's just something, like you said, that's something we need to do. We need to reset ourselves and so that we can, you know, enjoy our life. And uh, for me, uh, I'm attempting to have a Sabbath every day. I want to commune with God every day. I want to talk with God every day. I want to enter into his rest. That's my goal. And uh, like I said, I just appreciate this uh, uh, lesson, 
um, because it's one that, that we all need. We, we need to learn how to reset. Um, don't just be busy, busy, busy all the time. You need to take time to rest and 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 commune with God. And, um, you know, like, like, like they say in, in the world, you need to chill. But when I chill, I want to chill with, with God just speaking to me and me speaking to God. I, I now and just, just enjoy the word of God. And sometimes I find myself in, in getting that physical rest. So it's just a great thing you're talking about. And I just say, keep doing what you're doing and, uh, to be continued. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, and uh, it is important because a lot of times, um, you know, even um, you mentioned about, you know, the Sabbath and everything, and I tell people, you know, look at your relationship with God just like a relationship with someone that you're dating or married to, especially when you're in that honeymoon phase. Somebody that you've always wanted to go out with, somebody that you always wanted to date, someone that you always liked and found out that they like you back. That's a that's a beautiful feeling, and so you get a chance to talk to them and everything, and you want to talk to them every chance you get. Well, understand you can have that same feeling with God. You know, always always think about it like this. You know, I, I mentioned this some time ago, and you know, for those that are regular viewers, I love to repeat myself a lot of time, even if it's something I said in a previous episode, because a lot of time. Someone may be listening to this for the first time. And then, of course, you also welcome, you're always welcome to go to the archives and everything like that. But I don't like to, even though it may take me a little bit longer, but I like to be able to even explain things to sometimes first-time viewers. But with that being said, you know, um, when we start dating someone, we can't wait to talk to them. Sometimes we go to the restroom thinking of you. Or sometimes we could be sitting at our desk and we'll draw little love letters, sticky notes. I know I ain't the only one, but you know what? I ain't the same love. Yes, I'll do it. Look, I'll even do it now. <laughs> you know, those that know me, I, my my imagination sometimes may be out there. So I might I might write a whole poem I might write a whole uh, love story or whatever. That's that's me. But not just pertaining to a person, but also to God. Understand, God wants us to serenade him. He serenades us. God, Look here. God, sweet talk us. Sometimes we be thinking, uh-oh, when God want to talk to us, God wakes us up in the middle of the night. I want to talk to you. Some people think like, oh, my gosh, like going to the principal's office. No. Now, don't get me wrong. God is, you know, God needs to be reverenced. But there are times God just want to, God may wake you up in the middle of the night because he want to talk to you. He want to talk to you. You know, you were so busy today. You were busy yesterday. I didn't got a chance to talk to you. Now, you, you spoke to me, but I never got a chance to respond to you. You know, I just want to talk to you. Oh, will you listen to me? You know, I just, I care about you. I love you. You know, I didn't wake you up for nothing. I instill me into you, my character, my nature. You know, remember, you're made in my image and likeness. I woke you up with you on my mind. 
I woke you up because you were on my heart. You know, I love you. And a lot of times it's hard for us as human beings to accept how much we are loved by God because we are disloved by people. Sometimes we associate God's love based upon other humans' love. Other people's love is conditional. God is unconditional. Some people are unsacrificial. Their love is unsacrificial, but God's love is sacrificial. God's love is beyond words. You know, we can trust God, but we can't trust people. And so sometimes God didn't want to just talk to us. So it's okay to, you know, like I said, go in the bathroom and give God a spiritual text. When you wake up in the morning, go in that bathroom. And, you know, you can write you one of them sticky, I'm kind of telling my age, but, you know, back in the day, it was very common for us to have sticky notes or see one of them romantic movies and they'll have sticky notes and they post all on the mirrors or get some lipstick and write, I love you, stuff like that. But what about us doing that to God? God, I thank you. God, I do have things I need to tell you about, but first and foremost, I just want to talk to you tell you thank you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for investing into me when I felt like I was uninvestable, when I felt like everybody else was against me, including you, but you Never left me. You never abandoned me. Even when everybody else left, you never left. There's a song that, uh, matter of fact, it was a, a song that they used to play on the uh, United Way, United Way commercial. It says, "Love lifted me, love lifted me when nothing else would do, when nobody else would do." Love, God's love, God Himself. He lifted us. So we need to think about how much we're loved by God. And like I said, sometimes God loves us enough to tell us, have a seat. Have a seat. Sometimes sometimes God wants us to sit on the bench and let him be in the control. For us to sit on the bench and just, hey, have a seat. Sit by daddy. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, just because God want to have some time with us, it ain't nothing to fear. This is a good thing. We just It just shows that we're so used to being reprimanded. We're used to being disciplined. We're used to, you know, uh, we're thinking God going to treat us like people treated us. No. Sometimes he just want to just talk and just chill with you. He would just want to just hmm, kick it with you. <laughs> So that's, that's, that's a beautiful thing for us to be able to really just think about how much we're loved by God and for us to be able to really just accept accept who we are to him and in him. That makes sense. Accept who we are to God and in God. So I thank God for allowing me to press that reset button. 
you know, um, like I said, this week I was busy. Yeah. I was busier this week than I was if I had to went to work. But during that time, I had some God time. You know, I, I love, sometimes I love to just drive the car and don't have any music playing. Just talk to God. Listen to God. I'm telling you, God is deep. And, and just in case for those who may be watching, some people may feel like the only way they can get their own stimulus, a stimuli, is they may have to smoke a joint or, you know, they have to have some alcohol in their system for them to be able to get crunk. Uh-uh. You ain't no, look, here, you, don't none need, you don't need none of that. First of all, get you some water and sit down and talk to God. <laughs> it's simple. Talk to God. Talking to God, talking to God and be real. That's the main thing I tell people. Be Look, be obedient and be real with God. I'm telling you, if you be real with God, he'll be real with you. If you be real with God, he will be for real with you. Talk to God. Tell God. But also, after you get done telling him things, wait for his response. Wait for God to respond back. You know, you go through a drive-thru. You give them your order. You tell them what you want. And that first one that you pay, that second one that you pick up. So on the drive-thru, you gave your order. The first drive, excuse me, you, the first window you paid, I'm going to go back. In the drive-thru, you gave your order. The first window, you gave them your money. And then the second window, they give you what you ordered. What if you go through the drive-thru, you gave, you give them your order, then on the first window, you give them your money, you pay for it. But then after you leave that first window, you drive off and never even stop at that second window. What's going to happen? First of all, you're not going to get what you paid for. You're not going to get your order. And guess what? A lot of times, somebody else get what you Listen, somebody else get not only what you ordered, what you prayed for, but also what you paid for. Oh, boy. That's crazy. <laughs> Think about it. You place your order. The first window, you pay for your order. And then the second window, you don't even go to it. Why? Sometimes because we're impatient or we're distracted. But God wants us to stop. Stop. Take it easy. And look at how his is set up. Go through the drive-thru. Give them our give him our order. And when we make it to the first window, there's nobody there. There's an arrow to say go straight to the second window because it's already paid for on Camry. Think about it. So there is no need for us. Listen here. We don't have to stop at the first window anymore, but we do need to go to the second window to get what we're praying for, to get what he paid for, to get what we ordered. 
And when I say order, that mean a, that, that does not mean a demand. That means what we requested. So understand God loves us. God is concerned about each and every one of us. So this is excuse me, this is the time for us to go to him. The Bible tells us, cast all of our cares, our anxieties, our worries, our concerns upon him, for he cares for us. In other words, God can carry every one of our problems upon his shoulders at the same time. Because to be honest with you, our problems are only our problem when he got the answer. When it's in his hands, it ain't problems, it's opportunity. Opportunity for him to flex his muscles. Opportunities for him to be able to just show up and show out. So we really don't have a problem if we give it to him. All we have is opportunity. So with that being said, for those who may be, um, for those who may not be saved, this is a great opportunity for you to be able to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The Bible tells us in Romans 10 and 9, If thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as thy Savior and believe in their heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Understand there is nothing too hard for God. All things are possible through him who believes. But also, even for those who may be going through, not only give it to God, but I tell people, write it down. Write it down. Write it down, and then you find every scripture pertaining to what God said about that situation, and we're going to stand on it. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God, we acknowledge your presence on today. We ask God, first of all, God, to forgive us if there's anything in us that's unlike you, God. We ask you, God, to forgive us, cleanse us whole right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we're speaking right now, God. Help us right now, God, to give every one of our cares, our concerns, our anxieties, our weights, everything that concerns us upon you right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we thank you right now, God, for giving us our joy, giving us our peace. God, not just the world's people, most importantly, your peace that surpasses all understanding. God, we speak right now, God, that you guard our heart and our minds right now in the name of Jesus. God, we speak right now, God, that you help us, God, in every area of our lives right now. God, you already told us in your word right now, God, uh, be anxious for nothing but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let our request be made known unto you and the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard our heart and mind within you so God we are resting upon you right now in the name of Jesus Lord we even speaking right now God that no weapon formed against us shall prosper right now in the name of Jesus Lord we speaking right now God there's someone that's right now God that may be hurt right now God there's someone right now that feel impatient, God. There's someone that may feel distant, God. There may be someone that feel like that nobody else cares. We're speaking right now that you reach them right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking right now, God, 
There are someone that may be dealing with depression right now. In the name of Jesus, God, they, they may feel like they have to look up to see the bottom of their feet. So, God, we speak it right now, God, that just minister to them, God. Let them know who you are and let them know who they are in you right now. In the name of Jesus, help them to understand their spiritual identity and their spiritual benefits right now as a child of God right now in the name of Jesus. So, God, we ask God to help us, God, to obey you in every area of our lives right now, God. Help us, God, to yield ourselves to you right now in the name of Jesus. Help us, God, to submerge in your will, in your word right now, in your spirit right now, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak right now, God. We speak in the spiritual clarity right now. In the name of Jesus, we speak in God that you open up our spiritual lens right now, God. Undeafen our spiritual ears right now in the name of Jesus. God, we speak God right now, God. Help us, God, to see in the spiritual realm right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus. In the name of Jesus, there may be someone right now, God, that may be addicted to pills right now, God. We speak it right now, God, that you take the taste of it out of their mouth right now. In the name of Jesus, give them that desire right now, God, to turn from their wicked ways, God. Give them that desire right now, God, to repent to you right now, God, before it's too late, God. Help us right now, God, to be able to just come together, God, in fellowship and worship, even corporately right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we speak right now, God, help us right now, God, in our spirit spiritual walk with you right now, God. Help us, God, in our private moments with you, God, in our private time with you now, God, in the name of Jesus. And we do it in our private time, our public time, we have a, a greater results right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we ask God to help us, God, to be about your business right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we speaking, God, for those who may be in uh, with addiction right now, God, we speaking right now for deliverance and freedom right now in you right now, God, and help them, God, even to have the help that is needed, God. Line them up, God, with resources, God, that's going to be able to help them right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak right now. There's someone who may need some, like some apartments right now, God, a place to stay, God. We speak, God, that you open it up, God, and give them, God, the, the guidance that they need, God, for them to be able to go where you already made provisions right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking, God, that you are our steps right now in every every of our lives right now. In the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you right now. We praise your name, God, in the name of Jesus. Not only we give you our praise, but we give you our obedience. We give our lives, God. We give you our worship right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for turning things around right now. Those who may be sick, touch and heal their bodies right now from the crown of their heads to the sole of their feet right now in the name of Jesus. And God, we speaking right now, God, like somebody with a, like a speech impediment right now, God. We're speaking, God, that you heal them, God, deliver them from that. We bind that spirit right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we're speaking, God, that you build up their confidence right now in the name of Jesus. Build up their confidence right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for being a hedge of protection, God. Thank you, Lord, for even preventing the deaf angel from even causing a crash right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for counseling the devil's assignment right now in the name of Jesus. We're speaking, God, for every spiritual gift right now now, God, that you have available for us, God. Expose it right now, God, and help us, God, to receive, God, the gifts that you have instilled into us, God, in the name of Jesus. And help us right now, God, to operate in it right now for your kingdom and glory right now, in the name of Jesus. And we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. 
I want to thank each and everyone who tuned in. Um, if y'all want to catch me on uh, Facebook, my name is Brother Prater. It's B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Pierce and Paul, R-A-T-S and Tom, E-R. Um, I'm on Facebook, and or you can see my daily devotion and also my videos. Also, you can go to my website where you can purchase my excuse me my website where you can go to uh, my daily devotions and also my videos and also personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my book, store section on my website, brotherprater.com, where you can see my book, uh, purchase my book, A Few Good Men, The Path of God. Also, you can uh, see my book, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper. And um, um, also, one last thing, next week, we're going to have a very special um, uh, guest and also a topic. It's about uh, teen, uh, this is Teen Violence Month. And so, have some guests on there lined up, and I want to encourage each and one to participate and uh, join in. I want to thank each and every one for tuning in, and thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you so much for your participation, your love and support, and thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you, and good night.